Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim, we're back in uh, the Southern California area. I wouldn't say this is L.A. It's not Hollywood. It is North Hollywood. Yeah. And we are here with some ladies whom we love. Um, we're here with Terry Nunn. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. We're here with Wendy Liebman. Hi. How are you guys doing? Just great. So happy to be here with you. I'm excited and I'm excited. We're going to be on your radio show in a little bit. That's right. So thanks for having me. But it's um, I, I wanted to um, tell you that I am a big fan of, of Wendy and of Terry. And I met you, I believe now it may have been 1984. Three or 84, wow. when Berlin, um, this is my first in-store. And you guys came to San Francisco, and you, you came to the warehouse at, um, it was on Gary Street, and you did a show that night at the Kabuki Theater in uh, San Francisco, which I also went to that, but I also, uh, but I remember you came and you had this eyeliner that was like almost, it was very, very Egyptian, and then you had on a black dress that had very wide sleeves. Do you remember that outfit? No, but I remember the Kabuki Theater. Mm -hmm. That was a big deal for us because mm -hmm. we and were just starting. I mean, I, I, it was the greatest show. And I have um, the, my copy of Pleasure Victim, which you all signed. So it was you and, and John and, and uh, David. and Everybody signed it. And uh, it was the most exciting thing. You were very, very nice. You had a lot of bracelets. <laughs> What's your mom think of that album? Oh, she I don't I don't know. I like her voice. She really loves um Take My Breath Away. Okay, but and, that was later. Uh, and no more words. But I mean, what do you think of sex no. and she loves it. Victim? I mean, oh, she she, likes she loves it. She loves uh she likes uh because some people, I like piano. I like uh, the piano more than the guitar. Cuz she likes um <laughs> Piano based, like she was like synthesizer stuff and yeah. piano based stuff, yeah. um, like uh, more than guitar, rock and roll guitar. Although, um, so she was a fan also. Um, what kind of music did she listen to growing up? They will, my mother is a singer, and so she really likes, um, I don't know, she was a big Beatles fan. Okay. And then she really, uh, I don't know why, she was super into Engelbert Humperdinck. Okay. Well, yeah, he's hot to that age. He was hot to that age, and so I, I think sexuality was not really a problem, you know, or music and sensuality. And my mother's also a guitarist, and she's, she's just like an interesting kind of artistic a soul. So I think that the sexual content in music didn't really didn't really affect her. She didn't really understand what was I think she didn't also understand the language well enough to know what was being said. Okay. Possibly. <laughs> she just liked she liked your bracelets. She liked the bracelet. And the eyeliner. Okay. You were yeah, Egyptian yeah, yeah. for a while. That's right. Okay. It was very Egyptian. Yeah. I, I mean, was it, trying to be exotic. It well, it was beautiful. And your hair was really, it was um, it was it was very, very like kind of um it was big. It was it was like this, it was not uh I don't know if it was any it was it was maybe not even blonde yet. It, it wasn't have been black a little, and white yet. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. It was maybe a little bit of a strawberry blonde. I was I trying to do the Farrah Fawcett like feather look and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. No, but it was it was also very um, new wave. Oh, okay. So it, it looked it looked great. I also love the kind of um, with the beret, the look from the Metro video, the kind of the, the maybe okay. sort of um, uh -huh. like feathered, but also a little more curl to it. Okay. So um, you're and I the love fashion, your huh? 
Yeah, yeah. Because you, I, I heard you had a clothing line, and yeah, but I, I never. Um, well, I did a couple of different things. Um, I never really got past a season. You have to do so much, and then I, I, my own style is like I just like to be comfortable. So, um, but I used to be a belly dancer also, so I would make um, belly dance costumes, which is very elaborate and. So, so it was time consuming and then it kind of hurt my eyes and my back so I couldn't couldn't keep it up. Okay. But uh, it's something that I I think is a fun thing. But yeah. you're always a big big fashion icon for me. Wow. Is it weird Thank to you. see her in like four feet away from you right now? Yes. Well, you look the same. <laughs> uh, you look great. And I, I'm like really ex- What is your secret to looking so amazingly great? And this is... Wow. This is a... It's, it's a while. It's been a while since I, you know, I think that... that I mean, we're... Where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what it, what do you do? How do you, how do you keep it, keep it together so young? Uh, wow, thanks. Um, I, I work out because I oh. have to, otherwise mm-hmm. I'll turn into 600 pounds. You're doing the PX. Uh, I'm doing PX90 with P90X with my husband right now. You heard oh. of that? Oh yeah, I, I, I had sex with a guy that steady cam that. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird. What does that mean? I, I know that's what weird. What does that he, mean? What do you mean he, he filmed it with his Steadicam? Yeah. The guy, the cameraman that is, he did all of those, um, that series. Yeah. Um, yeah, I fucked that guy. Oh, okay. So oh, he worked, he did the videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, but it wasn't he, during a workout. No, 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 no. While he was, workout. no, 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 no. You need was... a Steadicam for that. <laughs> <laughs> to have sex during that workout, you can't. That can't be shaky. I know it can't or be people shaky. People will not watch. No, no. Porno people are very. They're very specific on how mm-hmm. shaky it can get. Well, people would, they would get dizzy if it was shaky because they're they're shaking around, and then if you're shaking around, everybody would. Is that a pickup line? line? <laughs> you, you've watched those uh, PX thing on videos. P ninety X. P ninety X. Yeah. I shot them. Do you notice how steady? <laughs> you notice how steady they were? You want to shag me? Well, it was really, it was just a weird thing that I was like, oh, it's that guy. So anytime anybody has ever worked out to that guy, oh, I go, well, I fucked that guy. That's all, because I don't, I haven't worked out to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it deflects from the whole, do you do, do, you do that workout? No, nope. no. Yeah. Had sex with that guy. Yeah. Oh, and then it then creates it, a new story. You know, mm. then it then it um, goes on to a different topic because I don't, you know, I don't want to work wonder, out. You look wonderful as well. Yeah, oh, you do. It's you. probably the sex. Thank you. That might be it. The ste- keeping it steady. Yeah, good sex, steady sex, that helps. Definitely. Um, do you think that... Um, now you tell me. <laughs> that sex keeps you young, probably. Yes. I think that's probably... Yeah, because it's passionate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I don't even think it's the sex. I think it's just orgasm. Yeah, orgasm yeah, is an you orgasm. Yeah, you need somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend yesterday, she said, well, I never turn down my guy when he wants sex. And I said, well, so how do you get into it? And she said, well, you know, an orgasm is an orgasm. So mm-hmm. I just get into wanting that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, of course it makes sense. Of course it makes sense. I mean, you know, it's it sort of... Uh, I have I, trouble wanting it when I don't want it. That's why I, I think I'm going to try her idea. Because if mm-hmm. I'm into something else, I just, you know, I'm like, I'm really ambitious and I want to do what I want to do. If I'm over here doing this, I don't want to fuck him right now. But he right. wants, you know, he's sticking his dick in my face and then I've got to get into it, but I don't really want to get into it. I know, I know. Because you're doing... A workout. Because I'm doing that. <laughs> well, you know, you're you're doing your thing. I don't know. I, I feel like as I get older, as I as I go into deep into my forties, I realize <laughs> as I go you're deeper and deeper in my forties, well, I realize that I, I want sex less and less. Yeah. Like I really I really it it takes a lot for me to just kind of get up the 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 sort of energy to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't really I don't it seems less worth it. Are for you some still reason. married? 
Okay, mm-hmm. so what's how do you like? Are you guys just open marriage or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's always been like that, and it, it's kind of like I can have whatever I want, and I just don't want it. A guy told me recently he doesn't want it anymore because he already has a family, and he just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't need to procreate. He'd right. Rather create. Right. And I'm like, it gets better for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, now that that I say yes once in a while. How about you, Jim? <laughs> How is it for you? You don't talk much, do you? Oh, I do, but I he mean, does. it's well, oh. there's so many wonderful people here. I he don't want to interrupt. Oh, um, but uh, are you married? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. so what what's sex like in your world now? Lately, it's been fairly uh, absent. Absent? Not yeah. nobody special. No, nobody, nobody at all. No, nobody at okay. all. I do. I know. I don't want to make it too sad. But, no, uh, no, it's not. I we, I wouldn't. I for me, it's like I kind of like I'm a relief. The relief of not having to have sex. You know, sometimes I'll initiate sex because I don't want it. So, so I'll get it over with. <laughs> you know, it's like when I really don't want to have sex with anybody. Like, like a, when I really don't want it, I'll go and try to get it. Preemptive strike. Yes, I do a total. <laughs> like you're preempt- gonna go. You're gonna you're gonna go bomb Syria. Yeah. You're going to go do it before they do it to somebody else. So I can kind of control yeah, yeah. That, that it'll be over quickly. I love that you, know? you related Margaret's sex life to the war in Syria. Yeah, I'm, I'm just topical. <laughs> He's a genius. I'm just topical. <laughs> He's a genius. I just worked it on the topical part of it. He's a real genius. I've worked with you in Dallas. Yeah. Wendy's a genius. Wendy's Wendy, great. Yeah, she is. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy and I are, sh- are sharing a microphone here, mm-hmm. so we're going to do it Beatles style. But Wendy is so brilliant and <laughs> hilarious. I think your lips are awfully close together. And, uh, not really your accent, is it? No, it is not. Because you know, we work together in Dallas, and, and that's, I'm, uh, I'm a different part of Dallas. But uh, Wendy's, Wendy's so brilliant. And I hilarious. love Wendy. And so, so great to work with. We did the Bob Hope special together. <gasps> oh, my God. I totally 90s. forgot that we did that together. I, I totally forgot that. I met Phyllis Diller. Well, um, do you remember going? We went, we, we did that special. It was like 1994, 93, 94. And Bob Hope used to go and pick out. Do you remember that? He would like pick out comics like five a year. Yeah. And then we would, we would use the show, do like five minutes each. And it was kind of a big deal. He stopped doing it, but because he, he was too old at that point, he was very old. Um, he he, how old was he? Probably like ninety four, ninety five. Really old. But after that gig, I opened for him. Oh my god! Outside in Indianapolis. Bob oh my god! Wow. So what? How? What was that like? So he's he came alive on stage, but backstage it was like he wasn't alive until he was on stage. Oh, and I've heard that from no. other people too. Mm-hmm. Like Milton Berle would come alive when he saw a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess. But so sense. when you opened for him, did you have to, so how much time did you do? And like, what was it? Was it, was it like the old crowd? Or That's was what it I was going to say. Ages? Was it yeah. like just a crowd of blue hairs and you just kind of had to, like what kind of it jokes did surreal. you do? It was surreal. Well, I only had a certain number of jokes then. So it's not like I could pick and choose. Yeah. But um, I just remember it being outside and it was the most, it was the biggest audience I'd ever performed mm-hmm. for. And wow. it's different. Like mm-hmm. you've performed at Carnegie Hall. Mm-hmm. So... I can't even imagine that because the sound of laughter takes a minute. Oh, it takes a minute. And then also the, at, at Carnegie Hall, there, it's very formal. So it, there, there's something a little bit, you know, there's something gr- really great about it. But it's also you do feel like a grown up. And also everybody also feels like they've got to just really mind the manners. Uh-huh. too. So it's a little bit it's a little bit less casual than like a rock club or like a comedy club. It's a different kind of a show have have you played like very conservative events like or anything I just sang that for congress 
Oh my God, what was that like? Yeah, that was, I was terrified. I'm usually pretty good because I've mm-hmm. been doing it a long time, just like yeah, hey, yeah. Years. But I just, I mean, just trying to beef up for this this show, and I know that everybody out there is either a congressman or his wife, right? And what's this going to be like? It was in Washington D.C., and they do this every year. They bring songwriters and performers to just kind of get Congress involved in music. Mm-hmm. As Cap puts it mm-hmm. on. Oh, good. And so we, you know, I got invited last year, and and so it was. Um, you know, they were great. I was surprised. I yeah. expected them to be pretty boring, but they were like, yeah, you know, they was like their rock night. So they were right. like, Woo! you know, I mean, they were getting up. They were all in suits. So they looked like congressmen, but they wanted to get their yayas out. So it was pretty fun. Did you do all, um, did you do, what kind of songs did you do? Did you go with the band? I just did Take My Breath Away with the writer, with uh-huh. Georgia Maroder and Tom Whitlock. They oh, came out. So they would incredible. like, the writer would say, well, this is what we wrote the song about. And then the performer would do it. Mm-hmm. That was oh. what they did. Tell Margaret about that gig you did on New Year's Eve. Which one? The one where there were people in cages and... Um, or am I oh, the nasty this? one? Yeah. Where there were naked people and like yeah. women in chocolate and stuff? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't Congress? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't. That was, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was the White House uh, a few years back, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the nastiest show I ever did. That was wonderful. That was in Costa Mesa. And it was just a private a private event at a at a restaurant and they she would just pulled out all the stops and had like guys all oiled up and naked and girls walking around and trapeze artists that poured the drinks um, half naked from the sky and chocolate women and it was awesome oh wow <laughs> you know That's it's like your your perfect adult party fantasy was it like a swingers party or was just a, somebody's private party somebody's private party mm, a mm-hmm. lot of rich people who like eyes wide shut buy that yeah kind of thing <laughs> yeah 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 what's the weirdest one you've ever played um i've performed at events like that uh-huh. i performed um uh i performed at like um uh, there used to be a sex club down on, actually, I think it's still there. It's on Lancashire. It's in North Hollywood. Okay. And it's um, called the Lair de Sade. And it's, uh, it's an Lair de Sade. So and it's, it's like an, an S&M place? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, ev- ev- I, well, I remember they had a fire. And so I gave them $500. They, they're friends of mine. They're, you know, they're really, really nice people. Okay. And... Um, it was, uh, they, you know, they, they had asked me to do stuff at like their events. And so I did some, I did, I did a little stand up thing and it was just very, it was odd because then, um, everybody was kind of having sex. I don't know. I think I've had a lot of group sex. I don't, I'm not, I'm not into it. Group sex? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I just don't, I find like, because I have those kinds of experiences with performing at events like that and also knowing people like that. I just kind of, that's real, it kind of, it gets on my nerves. So Isn't they that were a dumb having thing? sex while you were doing your act? No, no, they, but, uh, but it was like right after. But there, there are people kind of, you know, really? like in, um, sort of in the, in, in stocks and. Wow! <laughs> was, How was fun it, is that? I would have loved to do that. A captive crowd. Was that a meet and greet? A captive greet? crowd. It was, <laughs> was that a meet and greet afterwards? It was, it was a real meet and greet. <laughs> Emphasis was, on the meet. It's such a meet and greet. <laughs> But, you know, when you, and also if you do a lot of gay pride events or if you ever perform at Folsom Street Fair, yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they, there's a lot of that kind of stuff in the crowd. There's like naked people in the crowd or, you yeah. know, whatever. I mean, I, I did I, Folsom one, one yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So that, it. that's a natural uh, place for you because that would be, it. yeah, that would be worshiping you. 
God, they were great. They were really great. They, yeah. they, that's that's kind of, you know, but I I don't know. So have you ever been to like actually, not, I mean, you know, you've performed there, but have you ever, ever attended a party like that? Like a, that's sort of like sex club party? Yes, I went once with my husband mm-hmm. and we, and and he was, it was like a master and slave party. Oh yeah, yeah. My eyes are I wide loved open. It. What? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Really? It was awesome. I was a slave and he was a master and all the guys were dressed normally and the girls were all in lingerie stuff. So, so I changed into this like filmy thing and I came down the stairs and the owner of the house was at the bottom of the stairs and he was the hottest fucking guy I'd ever seen in my life. And he's just looking up at me and I'm looking down at him and going, I am going to fuck around tonight. <laughs> and and I did and my awesome. but my uh, but not on my husband he no, he, exactly. he he was okay with that we yeah, call that course. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever fun. attended an event like that? No, you know, um, I don't even like three way calling. Um, <laughs> I don't want another woman in the room when I'm having sex with my husband. I don't even want to be in the room. I'm just doing. <laughs> But I'm trying to think if I've ever been kinky. My husband late recently, I'm married 10 years now. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever met my husband. No, I don't think so. Um, even though he says hi. But I... He's, he, he's, he's an absolutely lovely man. He's, he's a, a pretty... really incredible. wonderful bloke. You know he Jeff? Intru- he introduced me to Terry. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I met Jeff with, with you yeah. many, oh, okay. many times. And many. I don't know when I first... In, was that the first time I met him? Anyway, I don't want to interrupt, but he's, a, he's the greatest bloke. Yeah, he's cool. So, uh, well, I wouldn't go that far, but... Um, <laughs> he asked me if I would dress up in the bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. like role play as a nurse, because that's his fantasy that we have health care. I'm just doing a <laughs> Wendy is hilarious. Wendy is so funny. Honestly, if you want honesty about the sex thing, I'm very, very like monogamous and private. Like, I mm-hmm. don't like that well, group. I don't like group stuff because I'll be left out. I just, I may. Uh, no, you won't be left no, out. Your body be. is amazing. No, yeah. I, it's not yeah. about that. It's like, I, I get, I'm not, I'm sort of an extrovert because we're performers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I'm not like sex. A sextrovert? Yeah. I yeah. just made up a word. Yeah. I'm not a, a sextrovert. <laughs> a sextrovert. Yeah. I'm not That's a good. Though both of those I'm are good words. Yeah. I like them too. I coined a phrase today, um, cluster of fun. Or a cluster fun. Oh, cluster fun. Instead yeah, of cluster fun. Because cluster Scott fun? is getting married and it's, it's his husband's birthday. And, and they have their Oscar party. Oscar so party it is a cluster, said, fun. a cluster fun. <laughs> or, or if there's a bunch of people and you're not quite sure who reeks, it's a cluster funk. Yes. <laughs> On the bus. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of a cluster funk in here. I'm not sure whose odor is that one. Oh. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I I think like um I love the aesthetics of um like BDSM. It's really cool. Like mm-hmm. um I love S and M style. I love leather. I love the way it looks. I love mm-hmm. you know that kind of fashion and latex and everything. But um the sexuality, it just I, I don't know. Like I can't I because I've done some really crazy things. Like I remember um this one guy, he was like uh he was a publicist at for the WB was the weirdest thing. He was like the publicist for Dawson's <laughs> Creek. Wow. But he was really also like this master and he was so like two double personality. Like he was two different people and um, it was the weirdest thing because he had such a sort of conservative job but then he had such a crazy sex life thing and then he um, used to set me on fire. He set my legs on fire. He would put um, this alcohol solution on my legs and he would like slit them on fire. 
And it was great. I mean, it was it was fun, but it wasn't sexy. But that as sex, he would did he you would do this. burn? No. So how does it work? It would just burn the alcohol. It was like it's this illusion where it would burn the alcohol off of my leg, and it was just kind of this thing that he was just very flashy and like kind of like this weird S and M magician. It was like really strange. Wow. It's, yeah, it is. It's totally like having sex with with a ma- magician type. It was thing a magician. Like, yeah, yeah. Is that how the club burned down? I, yeah, maybe. Right. It may have yeah, been. That, that, he gave you the ultimate burning sensation. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you. No, I remember Margaret in latex. We were doing like a, a gay pride event in West Hollywood in mm-hmm. like the early 90s. And they oh, were yeah. putting your pants on. And it was oh, like. Oh, God. Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. seen anybody so. Oh, you're lovely. But it, it's it's like, to me, latex is very hard to wear. I mean, I, I, I think I have S&M fatigue. I have fetish fatigue after a lifetime of, you know, kind of being involved in that world. You get kind of sick of it. Yeah. So what do you so, like now? Um, I like to, uh, I don't know. I just kind of like to just, I like to eat. <laughs> I like to lay down. Um, I'm expecting like a new sex and game and she says, I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I'll watch a DVD. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll go home and listen to your, your album, which I'm excited to listen to it. Thank you. So I love your voice, and um, your voice, your voice is incredible, and it, it, you know, it's always been a voice that's inspired. And I want to come see you. Are you going to do a tour? You're going to do a tour around this album, this your new album, Animal. We are. Yes. And we're going overseas too. Where are you going? Which I haven't done for a long time and mm. I have to. Ev- everywhere mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're gearing up. Because go- I've been lazy. I haven't really. Yeah. I've, I've done so well here in America. I really haven't gone overseas in a while and it's time. It seems like that you, you would do really well in Japan. We do. And uh, really well Australia. in Europe, all over Europe too. Yeah. England, you know, Germany. Berlin. Yeah. What is it like when, when you play Berlin? Is it crazy? Did people just go crazy? No, they're crazier in in, in Italy. They throw. Oh stuff. gosh. Yeah. 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 Do you I've, play there? I haven't. I have. I've only been there. I haven't played there yet. It's kind okay. of one of those things where, it's a little bit like comedy. Um, co- comedy seems to work in Europe all over. Um, yeah. How like do you Germany do that when it's a different uh, language? Well, you know, they get it. They they, they understand. Do? But uh, in in Italy, it's a little bit more. Like I think certain countries, it's like maybe Greece. I think it's a little bit. A little bit. The culture is a little bit um, more into the rock and roll stuff. If they can't, if if it's not the the primary language, so um, it's something I would like to do. But I I, I certainly. Um, I love going to Europe. I love playing Europe because I feel like Josephine Baker. You know, like America doesn't understand me. So I'm going to go to France and they're really going to get it. And so I just feel like, um, you know, I feel international and, and kind of uh, very chic that way. But where will you, where will you tour? With, everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yes, it is. I, I can't wait to hear your new record. And, and will, where will you play in Los Angeles? The next one here, well, we're we're doing a record release party at the Grammy Museum. Oh, good. On the 17th. Oh, fantastic. And then the next show closest is the Jack FM show. We're playing with Blondie. Oh, they're our friends. Blondie, we love, I love, I love Blondie. You actually know her? Yeah, Debbie. Oh, God. Oh, Debbie. You, Debbie Harry's great. I don't know. I've met her, but I don't know her. Yeah. Is I she toured, great? I toured with her oh. um, with Cindy Lauper for True Colors she over like? a couple of years. She's very, very shy. Shy? Um, very quiet, uh, very, um, well, you know, uh, she's just beautiful and, and elegant and classy. Uh, Don't you think she's just classy, Jim? Oh, she's one, I mean, you know, she's one of those like iconic people, but then 
we were at a party in New York and I turned around because I was talking to a mate of mine and then because we knew Debbie was going to be there and she was just talking to you and she was so cool. There was no kind of pretense or like, you know, oh, can I talk to Debbie? She was so really lovely and wonderful and just and just brilliant. Yeah. And you talked to her about very uh, inappropriate. Uh, We were just talking to her because she was great. We were talking about about shitting on the tour bus because um, we know that people are not supposed to shit on the tour bus. But we had some rumor that Chris Stein was able to shit on their Blondie bus. So, uh, but that, you know, she said that that was not true. <laughs> yeah, most people don't like shitting on tour buses because then you have to deal to with, well, you just have you, to deal with it and it's, oh. you don't want to deal with it. Did it never had to think about it. Did that ever happen in, in uh, <laughs> that never happened in Berlin? Nobody uh, dropped a deuce? Of jo- John Crawford did. never dropped a deuce? <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. Nobody found Shiza. out. <laughs> I met blonde Debbie Harry on the Alex Bennett show. Oh my God. The Alex in San Bennett Francisco. Show, it was like the, 7 to 10 in the morning. And Live 105. Yes, oh, wow. Legendary yeah. San Francisco show that had always had comics on. It was really great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I just couldn't believe she was sitting there. And now I know Clem, her drummer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a small world. Don't yeah. you feel like the. More She's so than beautiful. Then Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Yeah, we went I on tour with, with them for the first time last December at her benefit concert that oh, she good. does every year. Oh, that's great. Uh, Home for the holidays. Yes, that's yes. wonderful. What did you guys sing? Home for the holidays. That ho- you sang Home for the holidays with her. Oh my God! Yeah, she duetted with everybody. That's incredible. She's a trip. She's a trip, and she's very. Um, you know, she's very lovely. Again, somebody who has stopped time in the aging. But she has a very elaborate process yeah, of like, ma- she uses all this like, she's like, it's like you got to put the finisher in the cream. You got to do the toner first. And then you put the cream on top of it. But don't do too much. Don't put too much. Like it's very like. That's spot on. Yeah. It's very. She's so easy to do. I mean, we start the song, mm-hmm. right? In rehearsal. And all of a sudden she says, Where's the sleigh bells? We gotta have sleigh bells. And I'm just like, holy shit. And and everybody just starts, you know, like, okay, you know, and they're used to it. Yeah. But I was I thought, oh fuck, we're fucked. And and she and somebody grabbed the sleigh bells, pulled them out. God, it's a fucking Christmas song. She, she's so easy. She really is easy to do. She really yells at she people. She yells. She really Everything's yells. Everything's really loud. Yeah. And but it's also she gets she gets very tender too. She's a yeah. she's a very um she she runs on high. There's a lot of different things. Like it's a very everything's set to high. <laughs> she might be easy to do, but you guys both really captured the essence. I mean, it was honest. It was it was spot yeah. on. You yeah. guys should have a Cindy off. <laughs> we have a Cindy off for charity. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. How do you guys meet each other? Well, Jim and I have known each other. Um, we met in the the punchline uh, comedy club. In maybe 1991 in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, I was visiting uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, I did a, the, the, Sunday, the Sunday night showcase where everyone would go up and locals and some out-of-town people. And I blagged my way in um, and got a set. And mm-hmm. I think you've done a set. And I'd seen Margaret on the MTV. That was the big deal. Her MTV set was like the really big... That was your sort of breakthrough. Yeah, moment. I think so. I think so, so I knew who you were, and then yes. I think we talked in the green room. Yes, we said we spoke to each other in the green room, and so then we yeah. ran into each other. Like when I would, went back and visited, mm-hmm. we ran in, into each other around the comedy scene. So, so we've known. I think most comics you will find know each other somehow. Yeah, most comics. We. I mean, I don't think that happens as much in music because maybe in music it's a little bit more. Um, 
Maybe you're separ separated more. But comedians tend to all kind of know one another yeah. in general. Um, but Do how they all hang out? Because like, people think that all musicians hang out. Not really anymore. Don't. No, not anymore. We used we used to sort of hang out. Comics did for a while, and then everybody. I think when we all turned thirty, that was like oh, everything was over. Nobody, nobody really hangs out. Do you think? Do you think that changed? Everything changed. It's different. And you said that we all know each other. I don't know the new ones now. Well, I don't it's know as to, many new ones. It's I hard know. To keep up. Yeah, okay. I do. I do know a couple because I ended up doing the like the the rock festivals, you know, in the oh, summer. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, those kinds of things, and then you sort of meet the younger. Younger comics. Who do you like of the younger comics? Uh, 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 I like Amy Schumer. I love Amy Schumer. I think she's really she's like you. adorable. She's so nasty and honest and she's she just does fucking great stuff. But you know, so there's something so innocent about her that it a little bit doesn't sound like it's about sex. Like it sounds like something, I don't know. I, I feel like she's really, I don't know. She, she's very smart and really funny. Um, I, yeah. Jim is great. You, you know, yeah. he's really, really funny. And I love Wendy's really... Wendy's really, um, you know, just Old. you're you're uh, I <laughs> you're no, an icon, I, I like a, the best I like writer. This guy named Andy Woodhull. He, if you don't know him, I don't know him. Hysterical. He just kills me for some reason. Mm -hmm. You know, comedy is so, like music is so subjective. It's just like yeah, yeah. what hit. You. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of I mean I'm a big fan of of comedy so I I, yeah. I just but I always really loved watching you and Wendy and I worked together this terrible terrible gig it was a corporate gig I don't remember what it was for but it was so terrible Christian Wright I mean they no! really they hated me so much and then they, didn't they hate you they just were like they were really not shocked. Prepared. They were shocked and mad at me, and then I her legs were on fire to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I was really angry, and then, um, but then you know, you did that. We got to hang out, which was fun. Yeah, it was a beautiful room they put us up in, and a big spread. I know it was really, really good. Could be bad. Do you ever do corporate gigs? Yeah, I yeah. love them. That's a that's a different. I mean, it, it seems like it would be a different thing, but like if you can get into doing them, you could just make so much money and have you know have a good time. Well, Oracle in San Francisco. They've mm -hmm. hired us three times. The last time was opening for Elton John. Oh my God! At Cow Palace. That's incredible. They the year before they had they had uh, we opened for Black Eyed Peas. Oh cool. They just I mean they do corporate fucking parties mm -hmm. like they invite everybody from all over the country, all of the people they work with to come out, and it's like this huge event. So those kind of corporate parties are fun. That's fun. I've done a, 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 like different events for like LGBT um, organizations at yeah. companies. Like I've done that for like, I think I did one like YouTube, which was really good. Yeah. And I, I've done them for like, um, you know, I did, did one at like Time Life, you know, like not like it not, it's not terrible. Like th those are great, you know, because it's just it's sort of like your audience, but then you, you know, you get like a lot of money for it. And I mean, I think, yeah. um, you know, that kind of different kind of corporate thing. As I get older, it's, it's, it's fun. But do you go out with Berlin then? Yeah. Who's in the band now? Chris Olivas mm -hmm. is the, is the longest running player. He's the drummer since 2000. Dave Schultz is from the Goo Goo Dolls and General Public. He came in in 2007. And Carlton Bost is from Dead Sea and Orgy. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. That's yes. great. Chris, Chris um, is our, he 
gets all the music for yeah, our Yeah, and Chris, right. Oh, he, fantastic. He um, creates a show with me as far as the music. Uh-huh. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And then, so then, what What kind of, um, what kind of stuff do you do? Do you do, like, so you do, when you go out on this tour, you'll do your um, new material, yeah. then you'll do some hits, yes. the, old, the, the older, different different kinds of stuff? Yes. Cause f- yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, I wonder how far, does it, does it go beyond, like, before Pleasure Victim? Like, even more, like, um, or, like before that? Yeah, wow. actually, That's we great. do the first single that we ever came out with, Matter of Time, mm-hmm. that was played here at K-Rock when it came out, because that was the only station that would play us, because there mm-hmm. wasn't anything else really that liked that kind of music. And then, you know, from the Metro on, yeah, goes all the way to the new stuff. That's really exciting. Yeah. I love the Metro. It is, it is definitely one of those great, enduring pop songs. Did you, you. Did, you, did you write that? Did no. you write um, that? Like, how do you you play those sometimes? Do you, you play sometimes like the synthesizers? No, sometimes? I write, but I'm a terrible mm. player. Mm. Yeah, I find it hard to sing and play at the same time. <laughs> you play the guitar. Don't you actually you? play? I do. I play guitar. Oh, um, I play guitar and I play. I can play. Uh, some banjo I can play a little dulcimer. Um, I can. I just got an electric sitar, which is I'm trying to figure out. I'm try- I try to play, and I can play, f- you know, reasonably well, enough to write and enough to, like, make it sound like a folk song. Okay. Um, but it, it is about, like, an, oh. and if you're a solo artist, you have to kind of get, get, like, the, a lot of enthusiasm behind it. She's, mm-hmm. a, she's a real rock star. I'm she's a real, a real rock star. She's she's she had multi-talented. A, an album out, a uh, music <laughs> album a couple of years ago, and yes. you're working on many, many more. Yeah, I, I and do. And you're in a bunch of bands. I'm in a bunch of bands. You collaborate with people. She's about to join Wilco. I'm about to join Wilco. Well, I'm obsessed with the band Wilco. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's the dream. That's my dream. Two two dreams I have. I want to co-host The View and I want to be in Wilco. And I think I'm the only person that could probably do both. If if, if there's one person in the world, I could probably do both. Um, Do you, so you go out and then do you ever do like, um, so you do, do you do them kind of faithful to the way that they were written or do you do sort of different diversionary, uh, sort of different kinds of versions of, um, the songs. Well, that, for like, example, Sex, yeah, we have a total remix on that one oh, right cool. now. Yeah, that's kind of new and nasty. That's like, I think, a precursor to dubstep, that song. There's like, and, and also, um, like, a lot of gangster rap, too. Like, I'm like, this is like the first time where we could actually really get nasty and honest. Yeah. I think yeah. In, in, in music. How, how did that song come about? We had finished pretty much everything but k-rock was the only shot we had to get played mm-hmm. so we wrote that song we thought okay what does k-rock play here in in la okay they play sex stuff and they play weird like off the wall stuff so we thought okay well let's write a song about sex so i we were sitting there riffing al- around and then i took the riff home and i wrote it about my boyfriend at the time we were kind of in a rut in bed and I thought well why don't we you know we could just dress up so I wrote it about a conversation we had because I thought you know I could be like you know you could come in and rape me or or you could be a burglar or you know maybe you you could be a pirate and you could kind of dress up and I'll be a damsel in distress and and he said you know Terry I'm really not a burglar you know I'm not a a pirate I'm just a guy okay I just I just like guy things and I'm just a guy and that's really all I want to do just and I'm like okay fine so I wrote the song and that's the song I'm a man 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 and I'm like everything I'm a goddess I'm a virgin I'm a boobie I'm a bitch I'm a slut I'm a this I'm a that so that's he didn't want to be a postal delivery guy (laughs) (laughs) it's a uniform (laughs) <laughs> There's so many more costumes. Yeah, he, 
He just shut it down at pirate. No, no, no. <laughs> spaceman. I'm a spaceman. Yeah. But you know what's what's actually fairly really shocking about that song? It, I'm a boy. When you say I'm a boy, because that it's like so amazing. You know, that's like really um, queer and dangerous. And then I remember hearing it and thinking, is that what she said? And then I I read the lyrics, and since I it's like the it, that, that that album cover is so great because it, whose picture is on the TV? Me. It's you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little video we we did made our own. Yes. And then just took yes. a still from it. Oh, because it looks like you know it looks like it looks like amateur porn. There's a kind of thing. It was that's an like, amateur video. But it but it was a but it was so dangerous. You know, it was kind of like this is like this. It reminded me of Videodrome. You know, like Debbie Harry and yep. Videodrome, and that kind of like sexuality right. and video and and sexizing videotape, yeah. and it was really. Um, but when you when the line in it, when you say I'm a boy, it was like oh my god, and it 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 was so, it was so enlightening. Like we can play around with gender in the bedroom. We don't yeah. have to be who we are. We can even go so far as to be a different gender. I've had sex fantasies about being a boy and having another guy suck my dick. Amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's or a, making that's amazing. a boy. Can I suck just my hear dick. Terry say that. <laughs> I've known you for how long? <laughs> you didn't know that one. <laughs> I know that about you, sweetie. But that's powerful. And you know, we're talking very, very this is Reagan era, you know, at 1984, 1980, you know, that yeah. when, when yeah. that song came out, that this was actually a different world. It was so conservative. The yeah. Cold War was going on. There was so no queer stuff happening at all so did people mm -hmm. react to that that song i mean i know that everybody thought that, that song was really really dangerous and really sexual but they were, we were all obsessed with it did people yeah. would do would, would people freak out about yeah, it or? it got banned yeah a lot but yeah, played a the lot. south the south wouldn't play it at all you're a pioneer terry <laughs> it's nothing now what parts so of it did they it's did nothing they now say because you, yeah, people like you did it. Yeah. Of yeah. course, it's nothing now because it's all been done. They're past it. <laughs> Way past people. it. I know. Right? Now, now it'd be like, what, yeah. what was yeah, the big fine. problem? I you know. know. What's the big problem? Well, you know, there's, oh, yeah. there's lady pirates too. <laughs> what do they want to censor from that song specifically? Do, what there was, did they want to yeah, censor? Was it the whole idea of it or was it just like, I'm a bitch? I'm maybe yeah, that. Yeah, it was the whole idea of it. Mm -hmm. we the, had a, we, when we played Del Mar, this priest actually took an ad out on television, a commercial. He made a commercial and said, you cannot see this band. They are the devil's children. <gasps> so then it sold out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the best possible that's the best you can get yeah i said tits on the radio once in florida and it was like oh, i had you have the best yeah. heads well i were they talking about I, your tits no but um that's the clip they played over and the over. tits yeah yeah because it got people into the club well do you think it was like more uh dangerous because it was a woman singing it or yes. a woman saying it yes because yeah. men were always nasty in rock and roll. Yeah, you know, of course. We grew up with that. Of course. They were, you know, it was fine if they did it, but not, and women had not done it yet, really. I mean, was there any other really sexy song before that that no. wasn't a joke? No, I mean, maybe, you know, if you go into, like, Prince, maybe yeah. from, like, starting from the Controversy album, like, you know, that kind of stuff. But there, there wasn't Erotic anything City. happening. Yeah, that, yeah, th that wasn't really happening in in pop music. And, you know, right. you, your songs and your you were guys were in definitely in pop and 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 new wave and and that was really what was happening. Mm -hmm. um, R and B was still kind of um, you know its own genre and a little bit like 
not, you know, kind of not in the same vein. You guys were so um, actually very mainstream for that time. It was like so, it, you know, you we, were you on American American Bandstand and stuff? Did you guys yeah, do? Yeah, we did one. Yeah. Dick Clark. Which song did you play? No More Words. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. That was the only one that they would go for. Yeah, I guess so. Because it was a, a hit and they only, play, you know, brought on people who had a charted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that guy was I mean he knew more about me than I did he was yeah I loved it there's a reason he was as big as he was he was really great um I did New Year's Rockin' Eve um sometime in the early 90s and and I did it with like Salt and Pepper and Hootie and the Blowfish yeah and um it was we did it in July what (laughs) (laughs) we filmed it in July really it was Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve New Year's New Year's I know, isn't that sad? <laughs> but he was such a nice man. It's like finding out the moon landing Shattered. was faked. I know, it is. Cool. Like, did they make you stand outside? No, 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 cold? no. Uh, it was inside, and it was in Orlando. It wasn't even New York. With and, Steve uh, Harvey, right? I know it was Steve I Harvey was there, yes. Steve Harvey was great. And he, uh, yeah, Dick Clark was so nice and just handsome and uh, just a gentleman. Oh. And what a what and a great so guy! Into, into what he's doing and into the people that he's interviewing, and yeah. he really did his homework and learned about you. And yeah, he was on top of it. He yeah. knew a lot about music, so he yeah. interviewed you guys yeah. when you. So you, what, what is you? What, what, what does that show? It's like you're on the dance floor, and then you talk to him, yeah. and then you play, right? No, he came on after. Mm-hmm. And you know what was even more exciting for me? Soul Train. Do you remember Soul Train? Oh, of course. The I love Don Cornelius. Train. Don you guys, Cornelius. You guys did Soul Train. We were the first white band. Oh my god! On fucking Soul Train. Okay, Crazy. not the first mm-hmm. white person. Bowie was the first white person on Soul Train, but we were the first white band. That's Incredible. Yes. What did you play? Did you? I don't even remember. I was so nervous when Don Cornelius came out after and said, "Hi, how you doing?" I was just like, <laughs> I couldn't speak. I was an idiot. I was just. But it makes sense because um, your music was it was actually pretty funky. I mean, it was new wave, but it, they had a funk to it. There was like a I could I could trace the um, sound from like chic or like um, cameo. Yeah, I could I could chic. hear Nile yeah. Rogers. Yeah, Ni- I could hear Nile. That yep. kind of I could hear that kind of thing coming through um this different sound too so you know we tried to get now rogers for the second out but we we couldn't afford him oh yeah i'm sure he's really expensive he's really he's he's great but you you did you did a great you did a great record anyway i mean you did you you did amazing without him so you know it's it's awesome that um you guys were on soul Train. I used Margaret to watch that and just music. try and get the moves. <laughs> she's a she's it. a huge music fan. I mean, Margaret is, and a very diverse taste too. Oh yeah, yeah. Diverse, I like everything. Every, everything that she loves, but she's a. But that's such a great time too, you know. because yeah. MTV was that early eighties. Oh. MTV was exploding, and but how? So did you bring this single to K Rock and they played it? Yeah. That's like they wouldn't play Metro. I mean, they were just like, yeah, that's okay. But then they heard sex and they started like they couldn't stop. And literally within a month, they we sold 25,000 copies of of this. You know, we just put it out ourselves. And and then all the labels are like, oh, you're the best thing and ever happened. The same ones that went, we don't get it. Just (laughs) forget it. Go get a job. But I mean, that the whole I love Pleasure Victim, the whole record. And then that which is which song is which what's Masquerade on? When you hear the masquerade, which nice. which, which record which record is that on? First is that the next one? Pleasure Victim. Yeah, it's on Pleasure Victim. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I mean, every song on that record is great. Thank you. Um, I really, I 
really love it. I think and I'm seeing a duet has to happen. Uh, I know. She, you she's guys have to record. Margaret is really wonderful. It's, I mean, she everybody oh, knows her as a, as a stand-up. But I mean, her songs are really great. Really? Oh, thank you. I really, I, I really love music. Well, I think it's for me. It's just, uh, it's something that I've always really loved and always been, you know, uh, just a crazy fan of and getting um, super into it. And you know, so it, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun for so me. So you think most comedians really want to be musicians? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really. Definitely. Is that true? Jim, is that true? And most musicians just want to stay musicians. <laughs> they don't want to be comics. <laughs> they might want to be funny, but they don't want to be comics. Patter, like funny on stage, right? Yeah, but yeah. They don't want to live like comics. <laughs> yeah, but every well, actor I've known has wanted to be a musician. Yeah, yeah. Why? Um, it's the freedom. It's cool. Is it the freedom? Yeah, there's, there's nothing cooler than being a, a, a rock, star. rock star. Yeah, I know. It's the coolest. Cool. I mean, it, you know, isn't, I mean, look isn't, how, you, cool you, you, you should know, look how you should, cool you are. you're the best rock star. <laughs> get, somebody, somebody get a mirror for Terry right now to see how, <laughs> isn't it cool? How totally cool she is. I mean, first off, it's like you're on the radio and you look so spectacular. I wow. look so beautiful. Thank you. And you're on the, you're on, well, we're on our podcast and you're doing the radio, but it's like, that's, that's rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wish I wasn't married. She's wearing flats. Don't be fooled. She's not wearing heels. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. no and heels still, today. Still, you're rocking those heels. Well, thank you, I mean, yeah, you are rock and roll. Wow. You are rock, rock and roll. Yeah. How old are you, Jim? 46 years old. Little kid. <laughs> little just, young. I'm, I'm just a child, yes. Yeah, just a little one. Well, it keeps getting better. Every decade for me has gotten better. Mm. So far. That's great. Yeah, I, it is I great. It's really great. Older, yeah. how, do you, how, do you f how do you feel like... Um, because I know that, like, you're still, it's amazing, you're still, like, doing so many, like, live gigs and singing and stuff. Like, do, how do you feel your voice has changed over time? Do you, are you classically trained? No, I got trained after the first tour because, you know, labels just work you as hard as they can, mm -hmm. you know, until you die. Because they, mm -hmm. they just want the money trained to keep, keep working, you know, mm -hmm. keep working for them. So the first tour, they were booking me like four to five shows in a row and I lost my voice. I didn't know how to do that. Right. So after that tour, I started to get some help to mm -hmm. get, get trained. To I learn see. how to sing, but yeah. the my my voice has gotten better because I quit smoking when I was thirty two. So mm -hmm. that changed my range; just went up and down, higher and lower, mm -hmm. just from stopping the cigarettes. Right, and then I stopped the pot, and that helped the voice even more. And you know, it's so far it's actually gotten better. Well, I mean, I think what's exciting for me is that you you have the ability to go from this very punk rock, very dangerous sounding music like like sex and then you can do something like take my breath away which is actually almost operatic you mm. know because you use so you know so all these beautiful soaring notes and mm. so it's um it's inspiring but i i think uh like for me it, it's just that's the one thing that it, it keeps me from like really constantly doing music because i can't rely on my body as an instrument as much as i can as a comic you know tone mm -hmm. and those things like having all your whole range don't, don't really matter in comedy, but in, mm -hmm. in, in singing, it really does. Mm -hmm. So getting it right there, you know, for me, I need a little more practice mm -hmm. or something. Like I've performed mm -hmm. with laryngitis before, you know, mm -hmm. just eking it out. Really? Yeah. We can get away with that, but you could never. Wow. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I'd love to be Keith Richards because that's my dream is like, you know, wouldn't it be fun just to get high every day and work? Mm -hmm. And get paid for it. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah, but look, you look like you and he looks like him, so. <laughs> yeah, but he also is like $3 zillion richer than I am. 
have you ever money. have you ever met him? Did you guys I have did not you? met him? I've met Jagger, but I haven't met. Oh wow. Jagger. When did you meet Mick Jagger? It was in New York when we were actually of meeting Nile Rogers to try and oh. beg him to work with us. Uh-huh. Nile was in the same studio working with Mick and the power station were also there. And I met oh. Robert Palmer, who oh, was, wow. oh my fucking God, Robert Palmer. I yeah. grew up, I mean, the sexiest song I ever heard when I was a kid was that song, uh, you're gonna get what's coming. You've been asking for two days running. I don't know if you heard that song, but it was a hit and I bought it and it, he's all naked and kind of in a in a pool with lots of hot chicks around him which is what he did Robert Palmer at the time anyway he was there with with John Taylor from Duran Duran and oh, oh my yeah God, I was just in I was godsmacked that I was even in this place that's great that's great yeah, I, love, I love that band I love Power Station yeah Power Station was great like she is this super rock star oh yeah yeah but she's also the most down-to-earth sweetest person <laughs> in the world yes do I get oh. to touch your tits now <laughs> And spicy. No. Very spicy. spicy. More than that. Um, now, like, do you think that in being a, a woman in rock, is it, I, I always think like that has to be, it's pretty tough, you know, that there's so much um, just guy energy around you all the time, which can, which can be really great, but it can also be kind of, I don't know, kind of off-putting too. Like I always thought, um, it's, it's kind of weird. And I'm also bisexual, so that, yeah. that sort of, it, it never, I never really th- put so much stock in what guys th- thought about me because uh-huh. I always like could turn to women. So that's kind of what saved me as a, because in, in, in comedy, it's all, it's all dudes mostly. Yeah. So in music I, it is too. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like, you know, there's not a lot of ladies around. Yeah. Did you have, did you have uh, friendships with other um, ladies in bands at, at that point? Did you ever see anybody like the, I always thought maybe you would be friends with like the Go-Go's or something. Later, actually, mm-hmm. um, I became friends with Charlotte Caffey, and she and I wrote a song for one of the Berlin albums, which oh, I put on it. That's called, great. Called X Girl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I like guys. Mm-hmm. I I like working with guys. So yeah. so being in music works for me mm-hmm. because you know everybody in my band is guys and the crew and everything. I just like guys because they're easy. They they're they're, they're they don't play games. Mm-hmm. What you see is what you get. Yeah, I love that because yeah. I don't like you know. You ask a girl if she's doing if she's not doing well, it's like fine. What's wrong? Nothing. And then you've got to figure it out, and right. you've got to pull it out of them, and you've got to ask them, and you've got to say it right. And I don't. I hate Harry, that shit. Harry, if you wanted to tell me that, <laughs> you know, guys are just what they are, and and I like that because I mm-hmm. think maybe I'm more of a guy in a girl's body. Mm, yeah. You know, I feel like that, mm-hmm. and I just like simple and just lay it out there and get through it, get over it, get over the shit and get on with life. I just like, I just like the way guys are. Yeah. A girl, yeah. A girl will never light you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never, no matter what you do. I mean, not, you know, not intentionally. <laughs> Speaking right. of fire, did you go to Burning Man? No, that said, what? Um, lesbians are probably the, just the most more passionate and nasty Why when they're you point to me you know <laughs> lesbians right you know are they're they can get pretty nasty well yeah and then you know what it's just sex never it never ends though if you were yeah. like with a woman it just never and you can just really uh, what i love about men is that sex is finite yeah there's like a beginning middle end and yeah. it's over yeah with women it can just go forever really? and then it's it is it is that's the magic of it 
but it's also incredibly exhausting. Okay. Mm. So. Well, <laughs> it's the with magic some men, of it. there's just an end. <laughs> With some men or women? Yeah, with some men. It's just the end. It's just... It's just... Oh, we're done. <laughs> so, oh, my God. No, but did Whoops. you come out on Twitter recently? No, that was Raven Simone. No, no, I know <laughs> Raven did, too. No, I came out a long time ago. I mean, I've been out. No, but I feel like recently I s- read something else on Twitter. Oh, maybe that I have an open relationship. I think maybe that, that's what it was. Um, that, that, that's always kind of... Um, I, I don't know. So it, what do you like about being married then? Well, I love my husband. You love him. Yeah. So you just like being with him, being oh, around yeah. him, everything, be, living together. Everything. He's the best. Okay. And I mean, I just want to be with him. But I also know that um, I'm just not, I, I, I'm not particularly uh, monogamous. monogamous. I'm not, I don't know. I just don't think about sex as being a, uh, I don't think about being a symbol of intimacy or um, an activity of intimacy or an acting out of intimacy. I just kind of don't really think about it that way. And okay. I, I don't really, and now uh, as I get older, again, I, I'm, all, I'm less and less invested in sex. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, he uh, he's great, and we've been together since like 1999 or something. Wow. <laughs> like 2000, and mm-hmm. yeah, 2000. And so, you mm-hmm. know, it's a long relationship. It's long term, and I, I would like mm-hmm. to be with him. But I also know that I want to have sex with other people if I have to. But if I, if, I, if I need to, I can. So when he does, do you feel anything like a twinge or no. is it okay? No, it's okay. It's okay. It's, I, it, when do, some, do you tell each other? Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's fine. And he, had a, he was actually in another long-term relationship with a, a woman, um, which just um, is, is, is a constant too. So it's kind of, the, but the, when he, I, I actually, you know, when I know that he's on a date or something, I'm actually quite relieved. Because I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I don't have to fucking I get that. But no, I understand what it. you I understand what you mean. It's like let somebody else do that for him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I can work on my art. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean there's just something I don't know. There, there's just something that I um you know, I like about it and and, and I like that kind of freedom and I don't know, uh I, I don't know. I, I like the ability to kind of do whatever I want also. But the mm-hmm. thing is that you do have to be very honest and the communication has to be very there. And it is, it is its, own, its own thing, you know? And so we have a, we have a lot of, um, we just have a deep friendship and it, it works well. Wow. So I just have to say that's the coolest person sitting next to me ever. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, like, that's great. I, I don't it. think I would want that for myself mm-hmm. or my marriage, but yeah. I just think that's so cool. Oh, well, thank you. It's it very could, particular it though. It, 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 I don't mm-hmm. think it would work for people um because it just it's just the the way that he and i are together and the way that it's it's happened but i mean you know it, it's also like i i was interested in this vast other community of sex like that whole bdsm world and that whole thing but now you know uh, my first my uh, like my first big day job was i worked i worked at stormy leather where i was uh, it was like a, a lesbian s&m collective in um san francisco <laughs> and they had a lot of like you know, they had a lot of leather and it was like, it was mostly lesbian. And so I learned all about like body piercing and play piercing. And then I have friends who run the armory in San Francisco, which is the, the kink.com, like all these different, um, S and M websites that are, that are made out of this castle, which is in the mission district. So mm-hmm. I, I know that world well. So Do you that have piercings. 
Not anymore. I used to have a belly button piercing, but that is now gone because um, well, it, it doesn't really it doesn't really look right and it doesn't heal properly um, when you get those. I don't have any erotic piercings. Um, that I never got that. I never understood why. Why is it that they get the uh, what is that about? I have my navel. Pe- I got my navel pierced by a really bad orthodontist. But um, no, seriously, I have my navel pierced uh-huh. and it still hurts. Yeah, This was really? like 20 years ago. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Well, thinking about, no, it doesn't hurt now, but I, thinking about the piercing itself, like I just saw white, like right. you black out. I can't imagine really? getting your nipples pierced or anything more sensitive. Did you ever I'm, get your nipples yeah. pierced? Okay. No, I, I mean, tattoos. No, I have a lot of tattoos. That's sort of my thing, but that, that hurts less, I think. But it's mm-hmm. over a longer period of time. But uh, I don't understand how the, the, the when they say like, oh, if this, if this piercing will enhance your sexuality, because it just seems like it would hurt. Yeah. Like the tongue one, that one I don't get because I would just... Plus like, it's always wet. Yeah. So how does it heal? Kind of grosses me out just thinking about it healing or down there because it's always kind of moist. And then know. it's Speak always clanking. Well... <laughs> <laughs> For <laughs> Isn't it kind of moist? I mean, that's the area is kind of moist, so it never really. How does it heal? I don't. Understand. I don't know. But it, you know, it's supposed to make oral sex better for. Uh, and I, I, I really can't tell the difference if it's like the. the I don't know. I don't know. But you said you didn't have one, so how would no, you know? No, no. When the somebody difference? uses one on you, oh. like you, because they get they get the oral piercing to use it during. Um, oh. If they're having kind of lingus with you. Yeah. But I think what's so, so they, interesting they is were that we like do their tongue and you can't feel. Can you feel it? You're supposed to be able to, but I could never feel okay. it. I mean, I could never see the, the difference between a person with it and without it. Okay. So I think it, it's so interesting because we just hear your openness and we just assume that you have like your labia pierced or something. No, no. I mean, I've de- definitely had a lot, a lot of uh, requests to have that done and, um, you know, I- invitations to have it done. And I, I, I just, I don't think that I would like it. <laughs> Wait, you got invitations? How about you, Jim? I've never got an invitation to get my You ever had it? My, my labia is not pierced either. <laughs> No, I I was at the I was at the armory once and it was hanging out there during the day one time and they had um, a bunch of people doing suspension where they were hanging from their oh, like God, their, I saw that once. their skin and then they they were really nice people but <gasps> then they kept trying to make me do these these like play piercings they're like oh well we'll do like a we'll ca- take your back and we'll like make a lacing through your skin and your back and it'll look like you're wearing a corset but it'll just be through your skin and uh, I'm like yeah no let's not do that hanging by your flesh. <laughs> let's Sounds not do very that silence of the lambs but yeah. supposedly they get like very high from lambs. it from the endorphins that's a connection of like yeah the the pain if you if you have enough pain then you'll go into some kind of endorphin space where you're just very um that's why all the, you know all that stuff is is so um i don't know maybe ritualized too snm is very much about like and endorphins and getting them out of you know something I don't know. And I don't have that connection. Probably too. To some degree, slower. yes. To, it's slower. Um, I do definitely get high from from getting tattoos, um, but then that lessens over time because your body figures it out. Your body's just like, oh, that's what that's what you're doing to get this. No, you're not gonna. Your body's just hold back. It's funny you talk about rituals because my first husband was into S and M. That was the guy I was talking about when mm-hmm. we went to the party, and that for me got tiring. 
Right. Because it's like we couldn't have sex unless we brought out the wheel and we brought out the <laughs> string and we got the leather and we got it on. And by the time we got it all... You know, I was just tired because it would take like, like a, a half an hour. Was, you know, the moment had passed. Right, right. It just, there, it gets, it gets, it gets old. Yeah, I there's not an immediacy to it. There is right. like this level of preparation that. Right. You know, the you got to get the safety scissors. Yeah, you safety know, scissors. safety right. scissors will cut through anything, like cut through rope, so that if you're like. Um, dying some, yeah if you have um, sometimes you know you can pinch a nerve or something if you're like in tight bondage in it or you're asphyxiating because you're hanging and it's like cutting off your windpipe <laughs> I mean you have to be very careful <laughs> then, then the safety word doesn't come out <laughs> yeah because yeah. you can't speak right? what was your safety word um, chrysanthemum that's hard to say when you're choking it's yeah I mean, it, it, yeah, I like you know, it. it's really, yeah, you could die. So, you know, you gotta, you, I, that, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's what, S&M becomes to me very boring. But it's so huge now with the Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty I Shades of Grey is very, read that. I don't know. It's boring. I loved Nine and a Half Weeks. Oh, yeah, that was exciting. That was so exciting to That me. was great. That, that was, was great. exciting. And that's kind of what this is trying to be, but it isn't quite getting, I don't, and I couldn't I finish the book. I see people reading well, it on the plane. A lot of people like uh, it. <laughs> It's a bummer. <laughs> It's such a bummer. Because you realize you're about to join the uh, the Mile High Book Club. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wrote a joke together. That's Jim so Short. funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, you know, like, yeah, the uh, uh, nine and a half weeks was great. Yeah. I actually almost bought the apartment. You know when they had they they uh, they move into that apartment? It's like Mickey Rourke's apartment. Yeah. Um, I almost bought that apartment. But that's a, that that isn't that it was four hundred thousand dollars. It was too expensive for me at the time. Okay. This is 1996 or something. Mm-hmm. It was too much. Where mm-hmm. is but I should have bought apartment? it. Hell's Kitchen. Um, I yeah, I should have bought it though. Why did I think it was like in Rio? Am I thinking of the wrong movie? Um, nine and a half weeks because the third the, the, there was yeah, a sequel. The wasn't second it? one, nine and a half weeks, part two or whatever. Eighteen with nineteen weeks. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> was with with Carrie Otis and Mickey right. work, I yeah. believe, right? right. Um, it was a wild, wild orchid. Wild that's, orchid. That and it, it. it was in, uh, it. it was in Rio. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Nine and a Half Weeks is really sexy because it's actually in the context of the relationship. So mm-hmm. it's not, um, and it's not really heavy on like the props and stuff. It's just kind of their chemistry, yeah. I think, yeah. which is why it's hot. But I don't, I mean, um, Fifty Shades of Grey just seems to me, it's like kind of a little bit, it, because it's all, sort of about the fantasy of his being a millionaire also and a helicopter pilot and also as an enthusiast. But because to me, the, the millionaire and uh, uh, helicopter, all that stuff, it doesn't go with being um, a top. It doesn't, because all the guys that I know that are in high level positions of power and money are total bottoms, mm-hmm. you know? They're total submissives. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. You write a yeah. book about you yeah, because ambitious people, I guess maybe because I'm ambitious in my work, is when I get in bed, I don't want to be, I don't want to think. Yeah, me too. I don't want to Tell me think. what to do. Yeah, I would I rather like just be, yeah. Yeah. I, I hate topping. I hate being a, I, I, I really hate being a, just not, I'm not cut out for dominatrix. Yeah. 
stuff. I like being out of control, not in control. Yeah, I hate. I really hate it. But the thing is, is that people who just uh, the the really um, they pursue you because they just imagine that you would be a top. Don't people think that you're a top? Yeah, because I am in my job. Yeah, of course, because you are in your your life and in, in your art. And, and yeah, yeah, I have to. I'm a middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I have not read Fifty Shades of Grey because well you get ga- I gave it to you you and gave, it, you to gave me. it back to me but I won't read it because it's about S and M and I'm not into reading. <laughs> just, just doing jokes. Stop me! Just you know what? No. Handcuff me right now so I st- or put a gag in my mouth right now. I love that's hot. Okay, um, we want to ca- get you guys ready to do your show, but With I want you. S- we're going to do your show now. So excited! But I want to see where we can tweet at you. Where can we tweet at you, um, Terry? To, to, to tweet you or Facebook you or Facebook uh, Berlin mm. Official Band. Okay. Yes. And then also, um, where is uh, we can listen to your radio show? Yes. And um, that's KCSN mm-hmm. every Saturday night, ten Un- to midnight. Unbound, Unbound is the show. Mm-hmm. And they can also tweet you at at Real Terry Nunn. Thank you. With two R's and one I. And Thank and you. and you have a new album coming out um, September seventeenth. Looks very good. I have I have it. It's <sighs> Animal, and Thank I'm really you. excited. And so we can't wait to see you. Where can they tweet at you, Wendy? It's my name at Wendy Liebman. And um, you'll you'll be doing shows. Yeah, and I'm going to be in Boston next week oh. at Giggles. Oh, fantastic! The Tower of Pizza. Have you been there? Oh, on Route 1 in August. Oh, <laughs> that's perfect. Well, I love you guys. Um, you can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you? Oh, they can tweet me at Jimmy Shelter. You can tweet both of us at Monsters of Talk. We are Mondays and Thursdays now, twice a week. You can download us on uh, SoundCloud.com or iTunes. Subscribe. Um, we love our listeners. Thank you so much, Terry and Thank Wendy. You, Thank you. Thank you. We love great you. To be on your show. I love you guys, and we will talk to you next time.